0: Drinking my tea, yeah, yeah Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Morning Rays of Grace. As you guys can see, it is my birthday! Let's go! Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. Come on. Y'all better sing for me. Y'all better sing for me. Thank you. Ah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm literally 35 now or 35. I'm 35. But um, literally 35, just had a week-long vacation, and it was amazing. I'm so thankful for God, for my friends, for just everyone. I literally came home from my vacation, and my sis had my room decorated, literally had (laughs) these balloons and streamers and all these things. So I'm just so thankful My friends literally celebrated my birthday with me on the shores of Florida. I got this amazing teacup pot from Amsterdam. My friend literally just came in from Amsterdam and got me this. And y'all, come on, this cup she got me? Top tier. Come on, Morning Rays of Grace. And literally has like a conversation on it from our text message thread when I told her about the channel. So here we are, here I am, and y'all know I love my tea according to the intro. But man, it has really been a great week. I have not celebrated my birthday in this way in a long time, but we went to the beach and it was great. It was, man, I'm definitely going to post some pictures about that week on there, went to the spa, all the things, it was just amazing. But again, like I said, I want to share just some of the things that I've learned over this past year. Some of these are just like, man, I really, I knew it, but I had to experience it and grow into it. And some of them are just things that I've like relearned as well. But this has been a great year. 34 has been really good. Um, God has been great to me this year. Of course, he's always great, of course, but just really being intentional with seeing him, of course, do his thing and really submitting to him and what he's trying to do. So it has definitely been a journey. One of the things I am now is wealthy. Like I'm not wealthy in money just yet. I will be, but God is really growing me in like community and character and wisdom and things like that. Man, there is nothing that compares to that. There is nothing on this earth. No alcohol, drugs, um sex, anything outside of God's will disobedient that compares to just being with him and growing in my character. Man, just growing in relationships and mental health as well. So let's jump right into it. So the first one is the enemy will try hard to come against you obeying God. Man, warfare is real and it has been on high intense mode (laughs) this past year. I don't know. High, high intense mode. Let's just call it that. And it's like when you hear a, a instruction from God, when you hear a specific instruction, here comes the enemy li- literally right here telling you not to do it, <laughs> telling you to do the opposite. And it's like, wait, did I hear right? Like literally questioning. God says, my sheep know my voice. Okay. My sheep know my voice. So go in the direction of my voice. But here comes the enemy coming in like a thief in the night, trying to take the word of God away from you. Like, no, this is not what God said, but he literally comes in to confuse like God is not the author of confusion. Literally the enemy comes in to try to confuse you and try to make you go a different way. And it's like, man, it it, it gives you this sense of, No, whose whose voice are you going to believe whose report are you going to believe whose word are you going to believe and y'all i'm still literally working on this i feel like god is still testing me in this but every time it's like man the enemy is coming in like no, that ain't the way to go. I don't know if you guys ever seen the movie Pilgrim's Progress, which is one of my favorite movies. I try to watch it at least a couple times a year, and especially every time I'm in that funk of uh, or discouraged in my um, spiritual walk and journey with the Lord, I I turn on this me- movie and just really be encouraged by it, literally. This guy, the main character, his name is Christian, and he's literally going on this journey. He's leaving the world behind and going to the promised land in a sense. And when God is telling him to go one way, the enemy, somebody is telling him, No, go this way. What do you mean? That is not the way to go. You go this way. Every time Christian goes, he listens to the voice of the enemy right after God or even a messenger of God is telling him to go a certain way. And he always veers off to another area. However, God always sends a trooper to come back around and place him in the right direction, place him where he needs to be right back on the path. So it's so encouraging to me because sometimes I may get disappointed when I go down the wrong path, like, wait, this was a test and I failed it. Or I was supposed to go this way. Granted, disobedience is disobedience and i'm not encouraging disobedience however god's grace is sufficient god will redirect us but he wants us to get to this place where we are strong enough to turn down the enemy's lies and his deception like we don't have to learn these difficult lessons because anytime we veer off off of god's path It's hard. It's tough. And we face complications and disappointment and hurt and all these bad things, literally because we're in a place of disobedience. We're in a place where the enemy literally can have his way with us. So that is that is just something that I've had to go through this year, really over the past two years, like really fighting through this thing. Number two is shame is not my name. We have to know who we are in order to be who we are. And I noticed God revealed to me that I have been wearing this sense of shame, this, this name of shame, this identity of shame. And he's been stripping it from me moment by moment, situation by situation, Surrender by surrenderance. I don't have to wear shame. I don't have to be shameful about what I'm going through. To be honest, I've been very ashamed of letting people know that I am legally blind or telling people that I'm legally blind. I really don't even like to walk with the the, the blind walking stick thingy, like just knowing that people know that I'm blind is like, man, even though I am legally blind now in this season, I know I'm healed by God, literally the healer. He is my healer. He is my portion. However, just in this season, walking through it, I don't have to be defined by it. So God has literally been stripping me from shame and allowing me to know who I am. I've been studying Ephesians one and literally every verse is something that we can pray over that lets us know who we are. It just talks about our identity and being adopted into this family of Christ and knowing who God is and who we are. So shame is bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye shame. It is it is gone. It's not my portion. That is not who I am. I am a child of God. I am a daughter of Christ. And number three is freedom and deliverance is my portion. First of all, we can't have that freedom and deliverance if we're still in the bondage of shame and bitterness. And knowing that freedom and deliverance is my portion, I have to know again who I am. Literally, that's my birthright. Like it's my inheritance. Jesus literally came and died on a cross for me. He is literally my Lord and my Savior. (laughs) He redeemed me from the pit, forgave me of my sin, crowns me with righteousness, with holiness, with his loving kindness. And man, that is my portion. And that is something that I am constantly reminding myself of and rehearsing and aligning my thoughts with. And really sitting with and knowing that in every circumstance, like Angelica, you're a daughter. Me and one of my friends, we, we talk about that all the time. Like, you're a daughter. We're a daughter. <laughs> like, he takes care of us. It's, it's OK. We're free. We're delivered. We're healed. You're a daughter. It's yours. Number four lesson is to sing like you are trying to knock walls down and dance like the weight has been lifted. There is freedom in praise and dancing. Sing loud and dance often. First of all, I love to sing and I love to dance. I'm not very good at either one of them, but I love to do them. And just doing that more for God and the presence of God, it helps you just wipe away the worries, wipe away the stress, literally to tear down the walls that the enemy is trying to build up. in man, and a lot of times I think we put so much focus on the enemy instead of God. James four, verse seven says, therefore submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. One of the ways to resist the devil is to not Listen to him. Yes, we know that he is real. We know that he is powerful, but we don't give him power. Literally, we are more powerful than him. So we resist him with the weapons uh, that God has given us, the weapons of warfare. Literally, put on your full armor of God, resisting him by focusing on God. It says submit to God. If we're submitting to God, there's no way that we can submit to the devil. We can't submit to two different people at the same time. So either we're going to submit to God or submit to the devil. When we submit to God and resist the devil, the devil will flee. He has no choice but to flee. I'm thinking about when Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. He, he kept using the word of God as the enemy was trying to get him to Worship him (laughs) as the enemy was trying to get Jesus to worship him. (laughs) That sounds so crazy. Like, sir, what are you doing? (laughs) I am literally God in flesh. But anywho, he used the word of God. He submitted to God and the enemy had no choice but to flee. So using the word of God, dancing and praising God for everything, being grateful, gratitude. Literally, that's a password into his presence. Like Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank-you, 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 thank-you at a constant place of gratitude! Constant heart of gratitude. Constant. Constantly. All the time. Right now. All the time. What are you grateful for? What are you thankful for? Right now, I'm thankful for the Lord, His mighty hand, the way He is working in my life the way he is patient with me because he is patient. Let me tell you, he is a patient God. I'm like, I don't even, I do have that much patience. It just isn't manifested right now, but he is patient. <laughs> it blows my mind how patient he is with me because I need that grace. Want to raise a grace? <laughs> I need it. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And the cool thing is Zephaniah 317 says that he literally rejoices over us. with singing. So God literally up there singing over us. <laughs> Come on. Thank you, God. He's singing too. So sing with him. Y'all can have a duet. You ever had a duet with God? You ever received a personal song from God in your heart? I'm pretty sure he's singing that song with you. He's singing that song over you. Sometimes I will wake up with a song I never heard before and just sing it. Like, oh, this a hit. This a bop. But man, it's worship. That's literally God singing over us. Number five, dwell with God. Okay, so dwelling with God sitting with God in silence, quiet, in worship, singing, but just being still. Be still and know that he's God. Giving him glory, honor, and praise, worshiping him, just spending quality time with him. I used to do this on on Saturdays, when I was working and everything like that, I would literally only spend that intentional quiet time of solitude on Saturdays. Monday through Sunday through Friday, I was doing you know my Bible reading and praying and things like that, but literally just sitting there, I would do that once a week. However, I have come to learn that I need that every day. Literally, I need to sit with God every day. And I'm thankful for Chris Garcia. If you guys don't know him, he's a YouTuber. Follow his channel. He like gave me training wheels on how to do this. His channel is he's there for hours every morning, Monday through Friday, teaching and training people of God to sit with God. Like don't ask for he'll even say don't ask for anything in this moment. Just sit with the father. Just think about him. Stop focusing on this and that and that and this and your healing. It will come if you just sit with him, if you just be with him, if you just worship him. So he really is um, one of the one of the people that helped me to get to that point where I can just sit with God daily and to just receive literally to give everything over to him and receive back from him and to do it consistently. Number six, be quick to listen and slow to speak, especially when it's not their mission to listen to you. Honey, I used to always have something to say, okay? I always had something to say about something, being critical, being this, being that, However, I'm just learning to listen. Uh, again, James chapter one, verse 19 says, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak and slow to wrath." Man, we, sometimes we just have to listen. And sometimes we have to let our lives speak for itself. We're too busy trying to speak with our mouth and not our life. so, and to really know where people are and that their season, because sometimes you you have to meet people where they are. I see what people say, God meets you where you are. However, He doesn't want you to stay where you are. He's just relating to you in a way that you can understand it in order for you to grow cuz everybody learns different everybody has a different perspective everyone thinks different but to so to listen you get to understand where that person is in life currently you get to really know where who that person is what they're thinking about not only themselves but people around them, maybe their family, their friends and their community, how what has happened to them, all of those things play a role in how people act and how people respond. So it's best to literally like see where that person is and it takes humility to do that, to step back, <laughs> to put yourself not first but to put that other person first. That's really how you humble yourself? It's a state of humility. Like, man, okay, this person is in need of this right here in this season, and not putting it all on me, 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 me. And that's how the the wrath comes in because it's like, man, I'm I'm desiring something that you can't even give me, <laughs> and now I'm mad, and it's a whole thing. So really listen. And not, not adjust yourself, not saying be a doormat or adjust your personality and who you are, but adjust how you relate to someone and how you communicate with someone so that they understand, so that they have a better understanding of what you're saying. Number 7 is grace space. Have you ever heard of a grace period, you know, when you're 5 minutes late for work and your boss says, you know what, I'm not going to tell you up this time or if you're running, you know, paying a late bill, you have a 3-day grace period to pay it before you incur Any additional charges? (laughs) Well, I'm learning about the gray space, honey. Sometimes it's okay to put a level of distance between you and another person. It is okay. There's... Everyone doesn't have to be in your your total space all the time. Sometimes we handicap or cripple people. Sometimes they handicap and cripple us into where we're supposed to go. In the book of Genesis, God tells Abraham to leave his family, his, his kindred, and all those things. <laughs> and he literally bringing Lot along with him, which is his nephew. And he probably has some sentimental stuff going there because Lot... Dad had passed away, so he could have, you know, felt sorry for Lot and things like that. However, he didn't really begin to receive the promise that God had for him until Lot literally moved to a different location. It wasn't God's will for a lot to really come to where Abraham was. And sometimes we have to have that distance between certain people because they are not a part of the promise that God has for you. And that's very difficult. That hurts. And not to say these people won't ever come back. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Who knows? But. In certain seasons, we have to be obedient with the space of grace that God is telling us to have with certain individuals and certain people. And that goes with bringing people in too. I know that many times we may have a wall up and we don't want people to come in and we don't want people to know about us and we don't want to be vulnerable with people. But Allow that space of grace to let them in and to trust them with your story, to trust them with your heart, to trust them with the things that God is telling you to share with them, because you can't share everything with everybody. So there's that. (laughs) Which leads me into the last one, which is community. Hebrews 10 24 and 25 reads, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. God literally, now this is a reminder for me because God literally always brings this verse to my face when I am trying to run away from community, like go back into my shell and my cocoon. And it's like, let's stop, let's not stop meeting together. Don't stop meeting together with those that. Care about you with those that are for you, with those that can sharpen you, with those that can hold you accountable. Don't stop meeting together. That is wealth. Community is really wealth. Okay. Because when you are lonely, you feel poor and depleted and alone and empty like an empty vault. Man, no, it's so much better together. Yes, still have your alone time and all of that jazz, but come to a place where community is important to you, where you can't live without community. We can't be an island by ourselves. So I pray that these nuggets blessed you because God blessed them with me over this past year of being 34. Seven into 35. At this point, I am a guru at this point. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I have so much more to learn. And I know that community, God, and life in general experiences will help me to learn everything that I need to learn. So I want to say thank you. And again, happy birthday to me. So be sure to drop some things that you have learned over the past year or so in the comments. Let's chat about it. Let me know if one of these things impact you or really resonated with you and where you are in this season. And of course, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I'm so thankful to be here. I'm so thankful for another year. Thank you for allowing me to reach 34. So many people have not seen this much of life before. So I'm very grateful and very thankful. And I just pray that you continue to keep me and watch over me. And I pray that I continue to go in the direction that you want me to go. I pray that all of my listeners are blessed beyond measure. I pray that you touch them and give them abundance of life as well. I pray that their life is is long and prosperous and Full of your grace and your mercy, so that their lights may shine in this world of darkness. Give them strength, give them hope, give them peace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you so much for listening and sharing my birthday week with me, and I will see you guys next week. Bloopers that, that my flesh desired. Okay. Let's see. We ain't going to do this. I don't even know how I'm going to close this out. God, what you want me to say? Extra. Louder. Jesus is king. King, 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 king. Jesus is king.